Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, Would Paul Be Thankful for You? Spring break, that is, the recess school children have from classroom, is over. I think I am glad, as today my two high school-aged sons returned to campus. On Saturday last, while at Disneyland, I took a steady break from the lines and chaos and found a reasonably quiet corner, took out my iPad, and read through all of Paul's prayers and the letters he wrote to fellow believers. I read them and reread them, then began making notes about what Paul prayed for those whom he loved. See, it seems that when we pray for those we love, we pray for rather surface-type things. Dear Lord, please watch over my child. Keep her safe, or keep him on the right path, whatever that is. I hear people pray that their loved one will be happy or prosperous or healthy. Right, you too? You hear the same thing? The really spiritual ones sometimes pray for things in the future, like that their three-year-old will someday marry a godly person, or that their little darling will make a big impact on the lost world, right? Not Paul. Paul started out thanking God for the faith of the Romans, Corinthians, Colossians, etc., and then began praying in a certain direction. So I wrote out his prayers, analyzed and compared them, pondering why he prayed this or that, and what you and I ought learn from them. Right out of the gate, Paul always thanked God for the faith of the believers. I asked myself, and God, why? Why does the Word of God provide repeated examples of thanking God for the faith and faithfulness of others. I've been thinking a lot about it. For first century believers, it would have been easy to lose heart. There was rejection from family, sometimes persecution from fellow citizens, from government, and synagogue officials alike. And to be clear, learning about matters of the Christian faith was not easy either. After all, folks did not own or have a Bible to access for themselves. Partial Old Testament scrolls were in the synagogues, but New Testaments, including the Gospels that you and I read, would not be accessible for hundreds of years. We just take them for granted. Paul was filled with gratitude to God that people continued to seek after God. Even after he moved on to other towns spreading the good news of the Gospel, he wrote things like this, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. Or, I thank my God always on your behalf. And in another place, I thank my God upon my every remembrance of you. And also, we give thanks to God always for you all. In Paul's letters, he took every opportunity to thank God and affirm the believers as well. He thanked God for their love for one another, for their faithfulness, for their unified hearts, for sharing their love for God with others, for their support, and so on. Here's the question. Consider your life for a moment. For what would Paul have given thanks to God? Well, after Paul gave thanks, he turns to praying for the believers As an example, I love his prayer for the Thessalonians. Grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and mention you when we pray. 
We continually recall before God our Father the things you have done because of your faith and the work you have done because of your love. And we thank him that you continue to be strong because of your hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, God loves you, and we know he has chosen you. Okay, so that's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. Friends, you and I have so much to learn, to gain, to think about, maybe even to take stock from Paul's um, prayers. So would Paul stop? Would he look and be thankful for things that you are, things that you do, things that you stand for? These are the questions we ask ourselves. And then we look and think about how he prayed for others. So if you'd like to look back, even at this briefing, you can go to um, pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and the title again is, Would Paul Be Thankful for You?